solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth it fighting for. America's worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on Dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. As always, I love to be with you. Welcome to the family. This is not complicated. Common sense conservatism through the lens of a mom. You know, I think once you have a child, you don't have to have a child, though, to be able to see this with clarity. But I think once you have a child, you look at the world differently in that you now have a vested interest in its protection, in its betterment, in handing to the people you love who you created through your love, something everlasting, something precious. And we see that precious something changing. I think that's what bothers me about Ron DeSantis. I don't hear a lot of we out of Ron DeSantis. I hear a lot of I and me. That is Ron DeSantis' focus. And I get it. He's running for something. But when I listen to Donald Trump, I listen to we, us, this country, this idea, this nation, this beautiful thing we have. And I see him willing to take the blows, to take the arrows. For what? For love of country. I'm sure Ron DeSantis loves America. But I think Ron DeSantis loves the idea of President Ron DeSantis right now, perhaps more than he loves America. And this is a time to be laser focused. As we consider this this story that they want us to be hyperventilating over in Colorado, and I do believe that it's going to be handled swiftly because it's full stop. It ends with Donald Trump didn't commit any crime. He wasn't accused of committing a crime. He wasn't charged with, prosecuted for, or convicted of. So this is irrelevant. It is another strategy. I want to follow this story of, what's his face? Bob Menendez. 
So Bob Menendez is the senator from New Jersey. Bob Menendez has enjoyed the perks of the protections that come with being part of the swamp. He's pushed the needle before and was indicted and was exonerated. Bribes, money, influence, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this is a new game. The audacity and the degree to which he decided to give the middle finger to the rules and the law of America and to we the people. Now it's having an effect on this dude. This is what is supposed to happen. Let the people decide. Don't let four judges decide. Let the people decide. See, they can't let the people decide. In this case with Donald Trump and what we believe is this fight to protect America from darkness and evil because it's everywhere. You don't have to look far, right? Let the people decide rather than a few bureaucrats, a few triggered leftists, a few uniparty swamp creature things. Because the voters in New Jersey are selecting. Now, this information is coming from internal polling data put out by one of Bob Menendez's Senate primary challengers. So we'll take this data with kid gloves because we should, right? This guy has a vested interest in coming out and saying, look, all of my data shows I'm clobbering this guy. The numbers are pretty drastic. Internal poll shows Andy Kim, who's taking on Menendez, with big New Jersey lead. Menendez just 3%. What? Bob Menendez? Bob Menendez, who represents the untouchable class of suck in this country that can get gold bars that have been stolen from somebody else's house. He can have those gold bars in his house. He can have hundreds of thousands of dollars bursting out of his clothes. He can have a a Mercedes. He can have all this stuff. And he believes he's going to be able to get away with it. Not according to New Jersey voters. Seems like they're done. And these are Democrats voicing their opinion. If this is correct, even a shred correct. And Bob Menendez with this internal polling out of 100% is garnering three, three. That's how the process works. See, when Bud Light either goes away, slithers into the, the vault of who cares... Or does something majorly cataclysmic to regenerate its own and, and to redefine its identity and say, we're sorry. Be a po- we're a poster child of what not to do in the world of woke and diverse and nonsense. Don't do what we did. They might be able to save themselves, right? But the people spoke. They stopped buying it. They walked by it in the stores. They made other decisions. They made Modelo the number one seller. That's how the process works. That is interesting to me. All right. So the Washington Times has an interesting story today, and I might have blabbed a little too long to get it all tightened up here in this segment. But here is your headline. Witness links Biden money to sketchy business of brother. Deals include loan sharks and bilking seniors. (laughs) 
This does not sound good at all. Here is the story. President Biden allegedly profited from his brother's fraudulent business deals. This is according to a new witness at the House impeachment inquiry. I guess this was yesterday, right? As where all this bombshell stuff is coming out in Colorado. There's wait, there's a witness who's testifying before this impeachment inquiry who's saying, uh, folks, Joe Biden got paid and I got proof of it. Yeah, yeah, it's important. President Biden allegedly profited from his brother's financial fraudulent business deals, I should say. This is according to a new witness in the House impeachment inquiry. James Biden often leveraged his elder brother, including a promise of access to a future Biden administration. That's in direct quotes. James Biden promised that. Hey, look, I'll give you I'll give you access when my brother wins. How's this any different than the than the Clinton Crime Family Foundation, right? That's what that is. You give us $10 million, $100 million, I'll be there for you when I win. Oops. According to a new witness and testimony, the source of a $200,000 check that James Biden paid to his brother Joe in March 2018 could have come only from predatory loans or senior citizens' money fraudulently invested by James Biden's business partner, Michael Lewitt. That's not a good look for Joe, the octogenarian, right? Doesn't look good if you're scamming seniors. The House impeachment inquiry homing in on James Biden as investigators dig into whether the president pocketed money from his family's lucrative business deals during his time as vice president in the Obama administration and after leaving office. On Monday, House investigators interviewed Carol Fox, the U.S. trustee for the Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings for AmeriCorps Health LLC. Remember that name? They're the folks who gave James Biden $600,000. The struggling rural hospital operator partnered with James Biden specifically to help expand the business through James and Joe's political connections. Ms. Fox sued James Biden in 2022 for failing to deliver on a promise he made to AmeriCorps to use, quote, his last name, to help the company with a large investment from the Middle East. Huh. That's so weird that we're at war over, over there. So odd how this is going on. According to a source familiar with her testimony to House investigators, Ms. Fox identified no services James Biden provided to AmeriCorps. Yet the company paid the president's bo- brother six hundred thousand dollars of that sum 200 grand ended up in president biden's bank account from a check james biden sent to his brother on march 1st 2018 and that was just a loan repayment right right the president said his brother sent him the money to repay a loan james biden wrote loan repayment on the check house investigators though have received no documents backing up that claim a loan for what for what services rendered When was that loan given? Show us the financial documents. They can't. And then there's more. I want you to hear how Ms. Fox has identified only two possible sources of the money. Predatory loans or senior citizens' money being fraudulently invested. Oh, boy. 
No wonder they need Trump off the ballot. They don't want you talking about this. And we will more next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, let's get back to this. Witness links Biden money to sketchy business of brother. Deals include loan sharks and bilking of seniors. Really? So there's this woman. Her name is Carol Fox. She's the U.S. trustee for the Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings for AmeriCorps Health LLC. This is the company James Biden conned into giving him $600,000. Because he said he was going to help them using Joe Biden's name and influence, right? He was going to introduce them and get some business from the Middle East. God, that's what I'm always thinking about. I can't wait to extend into the Middle East, right? Nothing dirty happens there. So out of nowhere, right? Joe Biden gets a $200,000 check. <laughs> House oversight stumbles upon this. Why is it that you got 200000 Oh, it's a loan repayment for what money that you gave James Biden ever. Can't find those documents. So in her testimony yesterday, Miss Fox identifies two, only two possible sources of that $200,000 of the money that James Biden gave to Jim. He either got it through predatory loans or senior citizens money that was fraudulently invested by Mr. Lewitt, an AmeriCorps investor and James Biden's business partner. Ms. Fox said Mr. Lewitt pulled money that elderly Americans had placed in an investment fund and transmitted it to AmeriCorps, which then paid James Biden. On the same day, AmeriCorps sent $200,000 to James Biden. He wrote a check to his brother for the exact same amount. A Democratic source disputed the readout of Ms. Fox's testimony, which has not been released but will be, saying, quote, this. Republicans pushed Fox to make a series of speculations layered upon each other based on false and misleading premises, which Fox admittedly had no firsthand knowledge of and made clear that she could not corroborate Republican speculation for that reason. The Democratic source said Ms. Fox, the source said, had no direct knowledge about the source of the money paid to James Biden from AmeriCorps and said she saw no evidence Mr. Biden was involved in his brother's business deal. However, Senator Ron Johnson, Wisconsin Republican, who has spent years investigating the Bidens and Joe Biden's involvement in his family's business deals, suspects the president was involved in helping his family profit, stemming from his days as vice president. It's not surprising, he says, that more evidence is surfacing on a regular basis. House investigators and court documents reviewed by The Washington Times show James Biden promised AmeriCorps, quote, access to a future Biden administration and the highest levels of government and that his brother Joe Biden had been made aware of the business, which would be made profitable when it could become part of the Biden platform. That's what we call dirty. This is the stuff that's coming out. And a Democrat source can deny all he or she wants. But this is the steady drip of testimony. This is the march forward towards impeachment. Congressional investigators said a witness in the lawsuit stated that James Biden, in phone conversations with AmeriCorps executives, 
would explain that, quote, Joe Biden was in the room with him. And James had been explaining the deal to him. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like Hunter Biden's shakedown? Of the Chinese CEFC, you better pay me. My dad is sitting on the couch next to me in that WhatsApp message. It seems so common. How dare you? The indignance comes from getting away with it for so long. America charged in court that James Biden never delivered on his promise to bring in large investments from Saudi Arabia and Qatar, where he allegedly developed relationships during his brother's time as vice president. The company said James Biden failed to repay the $600,000 loan they provided at his request. James Biden settled with AmeriCorps for $350,000 in September 2022. Where do you suppose they got that money? These folks are just smoking through it. 50 here, 100 there, a couple hundred there. Smoking right through it, snorting it, screwing it away, whatever it is. This is going to continue. We will continue to follow it. And with each drop in the bucket of evidence that Joe Biden is corrupt, that Joe Biden accepted bribes, that Joe Biden engaged in shady, I'll do this if you do that deals, they're going to have all these other smoke screens coming out, okay? Colorado is one of them. Colorado is one of them. The next one to drop is whatever is causing this stupid mask mandate in my neighborhood, in my state. Because there's a new scare tactic on the horizon. It is just within grasp. Will it be a new variant? Will it be a something brand new that Tony Fauci and Ralph Barrick and Peter Daszak and the Bat Lady in China have been cooking up for a while? Well, you can rest assured of one thing. They've already come up with a vaccine. I'm pretty positive of that. Right? Do not comply. All right, when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, let's talk about this. The EU. Why does the European Union want to take down Twitter? Oh, boy. Coming up next. All right, so I'm going to get to this story with the European Union trying to hold the proverbial gun to Elon Musk's head. You know, I don't think that um, edicts and mandates and uh, ultimatums work really well with most of us. Uh, Most assuredly, they do not work with Elon Musk. So that's going to be an intriguing thing for us to chew through. And we're going to do that in a minute. I want to play for you two audio sound bites, though. Jesse Waters last night was talking about the whole Donald Trump Abraham Lincoln analogy, this whole notion that we are history repeating, that in 1860, Abraham Lincoln's uh, name was off the ballots in the southern states. He still won. Now this push in Colorado to do the same thing. But he played an audio soundbite that I thought was very intriguing. And the woman you're about to hear is the Colorado Secretary of State. And she's going to explain in a brief soundbite why it is so important 
for Donald Trump to be off the ballot in her state. This is scary. This is this is scary. And it is illustrative of so many of the cases against January Sixers who weren't charged with and convicted of doing something wrong, but rather because of the threat they pose in the future, what they could do. I want you to I want you to chew on that for a minute. I'm not going to find you guilty of doing anything wrong, but I am going to find you guilty of being a threat. And we're afraid of what you could do. And then for the betterment and the safety of everybody else, I'm going to throw you away so that you can't do that alleged harm. That's law and justice today. That's not liberty and justice for for all. At all. Here's the here's the exchange. Listen. In 1860, the abolitionist movement was ascendant, and the pro-slavery Democratic Party was in shambles. It was the year Abraham Lincoln was on the ballot, until Southern Democrats kicked him off the ballot. Instead of trying to win an election with persuasion, Southern Democrats booted Lincoln off the ballot in 10 states. But even that wasn't enough. Lincoln became the first president ever to be elected with less than 50% of the vote. And then the Civil War broke out the next year and Abraham Lincoln was later assassinated. History always has a way of repeating itself. Last night, just like Southern Democrats did to Lincoln, the Colorado Supreme Court banished Trump from the ballot. The Colorado Secretary of State explains why. I think that the big picture, no matter if Donald Trump ends up being on the ballot or off the ballot, is the extent of how dangerous he is to American democracy. You can't save democracy by denying Americans the right to vote. 100% correct. We are going to protect you by keeping him away. We decide what is good and what is bad. We decide what is safe and unsafe. We decide what democracy is the same way we decide what a woman is. We're going to muddy the water. In fact, we're going to invade the water. We're going to put a bunch of dudes in the water. And though you can see, because anatomically we're different than men, ladies, we're going to put it in your face. And we're going to let them compete. And we're going to tell you that you're a terrible person for not accepting our new normal. This is your new liberal world order where everything is upside down and you're not allowed to say anything about it. And if you do, well, you too can be ensnarled in something. You too can be accused, convicted, and thrown away. Why would they stop at anybody? If they're going to go after a president, you're small potatoes. That's gross. So is this, the European Union. See, if, if you're all in it together, if there is this globalist idea, these elites who have pretended for years that they care about the common man, they care about your story, your struggle, you're a victim. We're here for you. Join us as we try to make the world fair again. How do you do that? You don't. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. It's as unrealistic as pretending that changing your buying patterns, what you drive, how you heat your home, the decisions you make about energy are going to somehow have an influence that will either save or cataclysmically destroy the planet. It's all based on complete nonsense. 
It's exhausting, isn't it? But this is one of those stories that shows you the depths of the players. You know, what Joe Biden and his family have done is almost small potatoes compared to the bigger picture. Joe Biden's still a dirtbag. I still believe he's a felon. Because what he's done in office and in and outside of office is illegal. A hundred percent. But the European Union banning to or vowing to permanently shut down X if Elon Musk doesn't ban alternative media. What on earth are you all so afraid of? Isn't the European Union, shouldn't they be worrying about other things? Safety and security. Feeding the people. Law and order. Commerce. A million things they could be worrying about. Nope, Elon Musk shut down all those voices that we don't agree with. That's called election interference. That's called freedom of speech stomping. And this is another, another day in the life of a global elitist who believes they know better than you do. Here's your story. The European Union has vowed to permanently shut down X if Elon Musk does not immediately ban alternative media from the platform. That'd be people like me. I'm but one person. I'm a mom. Why are they afraid of me? Because I tell the truth. So do a lot of these other folks. Alex Jones calling for us to defend Elon Musk. It seems to think that the unelected body, the UN, has launched this plan or the EU, sorry, has launched this plan to silence Americans ahead of the 2024 election. They say that amounts to a foreign coup. I agree 100%. Why, why would the European Union have any say in what Elon Musk is doing? They are so afraid. They need you not to be able to get information. They need you not to be able to share information. They need you not to have an independent thought. They need you not to be educated. They need you to be addicted. They need you to be frightened. In fact, they need you to be terrified. They need you to see Donald Trump as being the devil incarnate. Because if all of those things happen, they can swoop in here. Let us help you. Let me save the day. I'll protect you. Right. On Monday, the EU announced it was launching, quote, formal infringement proceedings against X over a recently implemented law intended to crack down on independent media. This is rich. The announcement of the probe comes weeks after X, formerly known as Twitter. I feel like it's Prince, right? The artist formerly known as Prince. The announcement of the probe comes weeks after X was asked to provide assurances that it was complying with the terms of the European bloc's Digital Service Act. Sounds like more rules and regulations, minutia and garbage to steal independence. It is. Under the law, which came into effect in August, a company can be fined up to 6% of its annual global income or banned 
from operating outright in the EU if it is found to have breached the sweeping legislation. We have way too many lawyers in this world, man. Holy cow. Holy moly. Today we open formal infringement proceedings against X, Theory Breton, the EU commissioner responsible, it's probably probably Terry or whatever, uh, responsible for the law's enforcement, wrote in a post on the social network Monday, uh, adding that the move had been taken in response to a suspected breach of obligations to counter illegal content and disinformation. What, what would make something illegal? Again, they need the fact checkers. They need these people who are gatekeepers, who, who will be able to prevent the dissemination of truth, who will allow one direction of conversation that is prescribed by the elitists, by the ruling class. This is what the story is. This is all you're going to get. It's China. It's China. It's Canada, right? And that's what they want to do here in America. We don't agree with InfoWars. We don't like Alex Jones, who has said several outrageous things and who has been very accurate on a lot of it, right? You're not allowed to have access. You're not allowed to do your own research. You're not allowed to make your own decision. We will do that for you. How's that any different than what those judges did in Colorado? Hey, Colorado, we don't trust that you'll be able to decide like New Jerseyans are doing right now, right? We, we don't believe that you can make that decision. We can make that decision for you. This is what Nancy Pelosi was prescribing in that 2006 letter. A new path for America. Our new vision. It's not building back better. It's not building anything. It's destroying. It's America in retrograde. And it's not better. It's everything worse. So that you are broken and groveling and grateful for whatever scraps the elitists give you. Now, Wendy, you sound like you're such a conspiracy theorist, don't I? Really? Because it's playing out in front of us right now. You know, when we come back, I want to I play this mashup for you. You know how Hunter has given all of us, specifically Congress, the middle finger, defying a subpoena and not testifying before the committees. It's so funny because when Steve Bannon and others during President Trump's tenure did the same thing in opposition to the January 6th Unselect Committee, these Democrats had an awful lot to say about that. You're not above the law, they said. Huh. Let's go back in time. We'll do that together next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, I want to hear, I want to hear this, and I want you to hear this too. This is a, a mashup of Democrat voices. You're going to hear Benny Thompson. You're going to hear Liz Cheney, Adam Schiff. You're going to hear all of these clowns. Uh, from several years ago when Steve Bannon refused to comply with the January 6th subpoena to testify. And they said, you're not above the law, sir. When Congress acts, asks you, you know, deliver. 
And it's so intriguing because it's a very different ball game when it's Hunter Biden who's giving the bird to Congress. Listen to this mashup. Go. Do you think people who refuse to comply with congressional subpoenas should be prosecuted by the Justice Department and at the end of the day go to jail? Yes. If you act deliberately with sneering, cavalier contempt for the American people and their representatives, we will hold you in contempt. In America, when you are subpoenaed to testify in court or in Congress, you show up. Period. That if we fail to hold C. Bannon accountable, that he will be the exception. He will become the rule. Either we are all equal before the law or none of us is. This is the essence of our democracy. Either we're all in this together, either the rule of law applies to everyone equally, um, or we lose out on a, a fundamental aspect of our democracy that the rule of law applies to everyone and no one is above that law. Mr. Bannon stands alone in his complete defiance of our subpoena. That's not acceptable. No one in this country, no matter how wealthy or how powerful, is above the law. And if he refuses uh, the subpoena, like we expect him to continue to do, uh, then we're left with no other choice than to ask the Justice Department, lock him up. The plain fact here is that Mr. Bannon has no legal right to ignore the committee's lawful subpoena. If Steve Bannon is just going to flout his nose at a congressional subpoena and say that it doesn't apply to me, then he needs to be charged and he needs to be put in jail. Mr. Bannon's willful disregard for the select committee's subpoena demonstrates his utter contempt for the American people's vision that defies the rule of law and rejects the will of the American people. We're serious about this. And anybody that is either being subpoenaed now or will be in the future, uh, think twice before you reject a lawful order from Congress. When you get a subpoena, the law requires you to comply. No one, no one, no one <laughs> is above the law. I sent people out to pick people up that ignored my subpoenas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how it's done. Child the sheriff? <laughs> yes. That's right. Would drive up to the house? Yes. And snatch your behind? <laughs> yes. And put you in the jail yes. while everybody figured stuff out. Maybe yes. that's what needs to happen. It does matter if the new normal is that if you're a Trump ally, you don't have to respond to subpoenas. It matters whether or not he feels safe defying the law here. Steve Bannon, who defied the committee with his sort of characteristic two-shirted uh, defiance, uh, told you guys to go take a long walk off a short pier. Um, what's the lesson here? The lesson is, uh, please tell your children out there in America, if you get a subpoena to go before Congress or you get a subpoena huh. to go to the court, go. What's your message to people who defy congressional subpoenas on the January 6th committee? I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they anyway. be prosecuted by the I, Justice I do, Department? yeah. Isn't that all so fascinating, ladies and gentlemen? That is how commonly they have said that. Except when things turn around the other way, not so much. We see this. Everybody sees this. So I want to get to this. CNN momentary random act of journalism. Talking with Joe Biden economic advisor, Lael Brainerd. And this is Poppy. Is it Poppy Harlow? Is that her name? Something like that. And she's asking a question about this ridiculous homelessness. I mean, 
We have a serious crisis in this country. U.S. homelessness hitting the highest level in 15 years. How do you feel about that, Ms. Brainerd? Listen. Uh, it now takes 41% of someone's median uh, household income to cover home costs. I mean, that is, that is staggering. And we just heard a couple of days ago from federal data that U.S. homelessness hit a record high this year. It is up 12% from last year. For mm. families with kids, homelessness is up 16%. And a big reason for that is the soaring rent prices. How do you explain to people that do not feel like Bidenomics is working for them, especially on that front? Yeah, we are very focused on a few areas where uh, affordability is still a challenge for many families. Housing is one of those areas where people who uh, already uh, have uh, uh, homes and uh, that percentage has actually increased a great deal uh, over the last few years, they are feeling pretty good, but people who are not uh, able yet to purchase homes looking at high mortgage rates uh, is a real challenge. How, what kind of an answer is that? Homelessness has hit a new all-time high, ma'am. You are an economic visor of this president's disastrous administration. This is on you. What do you say about that? Well, you know, people who've got homes, they're doing all right. Now, there's another audio soundbite. I'm going to blow it off. I don't even want to hear what this cat has to say. This is their story. There is no answer. There is no defense when what you are doing is evil and dark and purposeful. They want you out of your home. They wanted everybody in Lahaina out of theirs. And when those people would not comply, how tragic that a raging inferno would wipe out everything. How tragic. Hmm. Look, my friends, uh, this whole safe and secure idea about our our elections, none of this matters. None of the things that we're talking about matter if we can't depend on our system. (laughs) And we cannot depend on our system, nor can we depend on the secretaries of states who, allegedly, you know why I say it that way, say that our voting machines have been audited and safe and secure and everything's great. There's new information, ladies and gentlemen, coming out of Georgia. It is blistering against the Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. Why did you lie, Brad? Why did you lie and tell everybody that you guys audited all of your machines when no audit was apparently done? Oh, buckle up, friends. We're getting dirty. Next, Hour 3 of the Wendy Bell Radio Program.